got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the war. I've been shutting out the stars. Cause when it rains, then it pours. And I'm ready for some more. Hi, and welcome to this special episode of Put That Coffee Down. It's a bonus episode, audio only. You'll only find it on Freightcast or Put That Coffee Down on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you download your podcast. And remember to uh, subscribe to to all of our, both our live show and our special bonus footage uh, that we're doing right now. And always uh, rate us and, and leave us a review. We always love that when you do that. Uh, this is going to be a great episode right now. Uh, we're going to talk about perspectives uh, from, from going from a shipper to a broker and things that, that you learn along the way, misconceptions sometimes that you had uh, as a shipper about brokers and then being a broker, some of those misconceptions about being a shipper and, and kind of the workflow and the responsibilities of, of each of those individuals or those different parties in, in a transaction. Uh, I don't think I introduced myself, but my name's Kevin Hill, host of Put That Coffee Down on Freight Waves. And today I have Tyler Wired. Uh, Tyler worked as a shipper for about 10 years for Carry Ingredients and ran uh, quite a bit of the transportation out of, uh, I think, the, the Kansas City metro location for Carry Ingredients over, uh, I think, a little over a year now. He's uh, relocated down to Dallas and works for Nicole Glenn, a uh, fan of the show and fan of hers, definitely, and her company, Candor Expedited. And uh, you're an operations manager there. Uh, but let me throw it over to Tyler, uh, see how you're doing today, and give us a little bit of uh, background uh, about yourself. Sure. Uh, first off, Kevin, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, I know Nicole and I and the Candor Expedite, Expedite team are uh, fans of the show, fans of you guys and, and what you're doing. So appreciate you, you taking some time to, to talk to me today. So, um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, um, like you said, I was, um, came from the shipper to the broker side, um, October of last year. So I've been here for what I think 13, 14 months now, um, with Candor Expedite, but, um, where I got my start, where I got my start fresh out of college was with a company called Carry Ingredients. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, they, they call themselves, um, or we called ourselves the um, biggest, biggest, uh, biggest ingredient maker that nobody's ever heard of. So we pretty much, I think about 90% of everything that, 90% of the food that, you, that uh, the consumer touches um, has an ingredient or has been touched by Carry. So um, did, was uh, I'm sorry, a, a lot of spices and a lot of, uh, you know, like chili powder type of type, type of ingredients. Is, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, so they uh, are in all sorts of stuff. Um, I, I don't remember, recall the exact uh, um, amount of divisions, but um, I was in the sweet and cereal division. Um, they had spice division, pharmaceutical, beverage, um all, all sorts of different different ingredients and also did uh, are heavy into the flavor uh, market as well so but uh, but yeah it's at, at, at our plant in Kansas City we made chocolate coatings um, 
cereal conglomerates. We did a lot of painting, chocolate, chocolate coated almonds, um, stuff of that nature. So some of our major customers were, you know, Costco, Nestle USA, um, <clears throat> Cliff Bar, um, Horm- Hormel, um, just to name a few. So that's kind of, kind of, excuse me, kind of where I got my start. Um, the first 10 years of my career just kind of, kind of got in shipping small packages, then got into, um, um, warehousing and then warehouse management, then materials management. Um, um, so yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, kind of, kind of my story. I did that for the first, uh, I think about 11 years of my career and never, ever in my wildest dreams thought that I'd make the transition over to the broker side. Um, but I met, uh, Nicole Glenn, who's, um, started Candor Expedite in 2017 and, um, she, she, you know, I, I think I was work, been working with her since 2012 or 13, um, and just developed a relationship with her, loved her business model, her drive, um, just her, her, the overall, the way that she treated her customer. Um, so she became, she, uh, became our number one expediter while I was at, at Cary. And then, um, you know, we talked, talked about kind of getting together over the years and then, um, Finally made it happen uh, in October of last year, and so here I am in, in DFW on the broker side. Yeah, let's let's talk about Kinder's uh, business model. You know, expedite. So so we know that it's expedited loads, but it's a true niche. And if you could delve into that for you know a, a minute or two, that, that'd be great. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So so at, at Kinder, we I mean our our niche is really in the obviously because our name is, is expedites, um, you know, is, it's, it seems kind of cliche candor expedite, but, uh, we really do try to, um, stand behind our brand as far as candor and expedite. We are an expedite provider, but, uh, also the, the, the name candor is significant in that, um, we like to be open with our customers. I mean, I think, I think sometimes customers are actually taken aback a little bit with how, you know, how forward we are. If, if we have a truck, a truck drop off. I mean, if, if you're, if you're running multiple, you know, dozens of loads, you know, I'm sure there's tons of brokers out there that are doing hundreds, even thousands, um, you know, you're going to come across issues and our big, our major thing is, is to over communicate with our customers and, and also be transparent. So um, sometimes easier said than done. I mean, like when you run into an issue, it's not something you really want to share your, your blemishes and, and the things that are going on behind the scenes, but um, once you develop a, a relationship with a customer, I feel like they truly appreciate that. So um, that's, you know, we kind of try to stay behind that that value system as far as being open and candid um, with our customers. And then as far as our services, we do um, hot shots, that being Sprinter vans, Sprinter cargo vans, um, straight trucks, team loads, team truck loads. Um, so we're in the air, you know, auto parts, aerospace, manufacturing industry. Um, and we just are, are that, we, we like to be that carrier um, that when a customer gets in a bind that they reach out to us and, and, and call us on the phone and ask for help. So that's kind of our niche. We also, we do a lot of retail. I mean, obviously with uh, our straight truck network, we do a lot of liftgate pallet jack um, and, and specialty type deliveries as well. We also do, um, you know, Strap, straps, um, liftgate pallet jack, uh, dolly, um, take pictures before, uh, before and after, um, stuff like that. So we do, uh, do a lot of the specialty 
um, specialty and specialty type requirement load cell. Yeah, there's one thing you learn in logistics, whatever side you're on, you're the carrier side, broker side, shipper side, is that things go wrong. And the, 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 the quicker you realize that it's just normal process and just be open and honest about it because it's not going to be any situation that your customer or the, or the carrier that you're dealing with has never heard before. Uh, the, the better off you are, you know, you're trying to hide things that are kind of normal and routine, uh, but, but they are big problems, always, always big problems uh, out there in the logistics yeah. world. So uh, let, let's yeah. start with, um, we, we have three takeaways, or you, I should say Tyler has three takeaways for, <laughs> for the audience uh, about what you've learned uh, shipping from or switching from uh, a shipper role where you're the, the, the customer, you're the shipper, uh, to the freight broker role. And being the vendor, being the salesperson, uh, being the, the, the person who actually moves the freight and is entrusted in, in, in with it, and kind of some of the, the maybe misconceptions uh, that, that each of us have about each of the parties and, and some of the similar, similarities as well. So uh, if we start with the, your first uh, key takeaway that you've learned over the last 13 or 14 months, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, I think overall, it's like, overall, I really, I I think, you know, not in like a a cocky way or anything, but I thought the transition would be, would be much easier than it is. It's like, I've been in in transportation and supply chain for the last uh, about 12 years now. Um, So not by no means an an expert, but uh, thought that the transition would be a lot easier than it is. So, I mean, I, I think we talked about this earlier, the, the, the one of the the first thing that that really took me by storm is how competitive the industry is. Um, just generally speaking, um, you know, dealing on the shipper side, you know, sh- shippers you're dealing with, um, you know, your in- inventory inventory issues. You're dealing with high level reporting, uh, setting up carriers. Um, a lot of those carriers though are already set in in place by your corporate. So when I got over to the broker side it blew my mind how um, not only competitive it is, but also how experienced uh, the folks that are, how experienced the folks are that are in it. So, you know, and when you say transportation manager, logistics manager, um, or traffic coordinator as, as a shipper, that is just a, really just a small piece of, of your responsibility. So uh, when I came over to, to the broker side, those, the, the experience and um, and commitment that uh, the folks that you're dealing with um, really really blew my mind. So, I mean, I th- I think really what that taught me is you know it forced forced me to not only not only find um, what what our niche what our niches um, and you know when I'm approaching customers try to stay within my niche because I think you know Kevin when you come into the broker side you want you want to do everything you want to service every every little piece and um as you find out it's it's it is not 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 necessarily sustainable um to do that so yeah yeah, you too you you want to be because you're just craving business you got to have business or you're going to be out the door pretty quick so you start trying to cover everything uh service every account you know going from you know say expedite to flatbed to uh, you know 
20 mile local moves just because someone's going to offer you that freight and you get yourself in a lot of trouble, uh, a lot of opportunity costs where you are trying to move things that you shouldn't be trying to move because you know, you don't have any idea how to do it. And you're, you're spending your time or wasting your time on that instead of really focusing down and learning, learning a niche and, and getting really proficient at it, you know, going up that learning curve, to where you are uh, a market expert at it. Yeah. And it also, I mean, it also wears out your team. I mean, when you're, when you're trying to sell something that is outside of, you know, what your, your experience level, it's like, you know, our, our carrier mm -hmm. procurement guy team, like the guys that are, are working for you, um, you know, they get burnt out on trying to find, um, trying to find truckloads in these, in these isolated areas, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's not only, it not only burn, burns you out after a while, and then you you obviously make if you're selling equipment that you're not familiar with, you're going to make mistakes too. So you're going to lose credibility with your customers, um, that being your your real customers, and also your internal customers, and that being your your teammates who you know if if you're not making any margin on on any loads, or if you're just selling stuff that um, you can never cover, then they're just spinning their wheels, and and obviously um, can lose faith in you you really quick. So I think that comp competitiveness that I ran into when I came over in the industry was, um, a extremely humbling and, um, and B, B taught me to find my niche and then also really focus on relationships. Cause it's like, there are more brokers in this industry than they could ever, than it could ever need. Um, so what, what's going to set me apart and that is building a relationship and, and, uh, you know, a bridge of trust with your, your internal and external clients. So. Yeah, that's really important. It, it's it, it's so important. You, you, you highlighted something else there about the duties uh, of a shipper or a transportation manager or a warehousing manager, uh, whatever title that uh, that that person has. You know, transportation is just one small piece of their overall duties. Can you explain that a little bit further? Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of brings us into to the the number two takeaway, and that's that's the perception of of the shipper to the broker and vice versa. Um, I think you know when I came over to the broker side, it's it, you're you're used to dealing with you know a lot of uh, freight forwarders, three PLs, um, a lot of a lot of different folks, and it's it's I feel like a lot of times the the perception of the broker to um, the shipper is that man, like what. The shipper has all they have to do is advertise, you know, send essentially blast it out to their customers. Hey, I have this load. It's going from point A to B or point A to B to C, um, and I need it covered. Send me your rate. The rates come in. They take the you know they weigh in the you know weigh in the cost and the service level, and then they pick their carrier based upon that. Um, and so I think it's you know when you show up to a shipper, they're taking forever to load. Um, they're not getting back to you in time. I think it's, oh, that's, you know, that's an experienced silly shipper, um, such and such. And I, I, th I think me coming from the shipping side, I think really what people don't understand is, um, is the workload that, you know, the other aspects of their job description that goes into setting up that transportation. I mean, you are dealing with inventory issues technical issues, not getting the bill of lading to print out. You're doing high level, again, high level reporting, um, making, you know, generating service reports. Um, you're dealing with the sales, sales folks. You're dealing with the plant manager, trying to make them happy. You're trying to bring your costs down. 
um, you're dealing with personnel. I mean, you have, I, I had, um, I had at uh, give or take 15 em- employees and I mean, just managing, man- managing people and different personalities um, and their different skill sets in itself is, um, is ex- extremely challenging. So I, th- I think that it is, that yeah. does not, that doesn't, uh, I think that's, ve- that's, that's very overlooked. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the contrary, I think, the shipper to the broker. I mean, me being, me being the shipper, it was like, Oh, well, you know, I have corporates giving me these 10 carriers, you know, um, eight out of 10 of them are brokers. The other two are bat- asset based with, um, you know, that specialize in refrigerator temperature control trailers or this, this carrier does LTL. And, uh, all they're doing is they're, they're, go- you know, all they're doing is going out and there's this giant pool of trucks and they are just putting their, you know, 200, 300, whatever, dollar markup on it. And, uh, and, and, and that's it. So it's like, again, coming back to how competitive the industry is in all of the things that go on behind the, behind the scenes and all of the technical, technical side of things, all of the software, um, building relationships with not only your clients as a broker, but also your carriers and your internal team is as important as anything. So I don't think I think just as just as much as the you know broker might not give credit to the shipper, I think it goes, it goes, it definitely goes both ways. And so I feel like, yeah, really. One, oh, go ahead. I, I, well, what, one other duties that that all shippers do, uh, whether they like to or not, is field sales calls from freight brokers and carriers as well. Mm-hmm. But I imagine a lot of solicitations through email through LinkedIn, through certainly through phone calls, uh, are, are flooding in to, to shippers all the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, that makes it very, very hard. Like what's going to set, you know, Tyler or Joe Schmo, like what sets one person from the other, you know? And it's like, it's, Again, it really it really comes down to to relationships. It's like you know we had a for any given lane, um, we would have a list of ten carriers, uh, give or take, depending on the the lane, um, obviously. But um, and you would have your price points, and you're supposed to start from the lowest cost carrier and work your way down, depending on who could, you know who who can cover what. And it's how how do you pick those? And how do you pick those? And those sales calls you're getting them all day, every day. Um, is who's who 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 am I going to get along with the best? Who's going to be fair with me on pricing? Not the cheapest. Who's going to commit to covering for me on a regular basis? Um, and then who also, when I call them at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, is gonna is gonna pick up their phone and is gonna go to bat for me and make sure I get covered. So you know, on it, after hours on the weekends, late at night, um, for for tough lanes, who's gonna go to bat for me? and uh and and take care of me is is the most is is the most important thing and so even though we had 10 like 10 carriers on our list we would utilize a couple and then you 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 keep a couple others in the mix just to keep everybody honest um but for the most part it's it's relationship driven and that's really me understanding that side as a as a shipper has really helped me be uh sympathetic empathetic whatever um when i'm approaching potential clients uh as a broker. Yeah. And, and, and part of that too is uh, on the solicitations and, and that relationship base. And, and that's kind of the Holy grail of a freight brokerage 
it's it's all on that freight broker's so, shoulders, right? It, the the logo mm-hmm. on the door where they're calling for them uh, doesn't necessarily matter. We had Paul Estrada on uh, from Emerge. He spent uh, a few years, mm-hmm. like seven, 10 years at, at Niagara. And that's something that he told Dooner and I uh, when we interviewed him a few weeks ago on Put That Coffee Down is that, you know, the logo on the door doesn't really matter all that much. <clears throat> whatsoever it's that personal relationship it's it's being able to, to pick up the phone when there's a problem whether it's five o'clock six o'clock ten o'clock at night and having that support mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely it's it's a it's a it's uh <laughs> that's that's a really good point because it's amazing how you think oh candor expedite they're good at this uh you know ch robinson they're good at this uh such and such is good at this it's like it's, it really is about the the person that you're working with. You know, you have the company values behind it, uh, behind you. And then you do have access to technology, to equipment types, uh, modes of transportation, um, and then your internal resources. But what it comes down to is I'm working, I'm working with so-and-so at such and such freight because they stand for, they stand for the same that I see eye to eye to them uh, as far as values and business ethics. And, uh, and again, and like, I know, I know they're going to go to bat for me. So that's a, that's a really, really valid point is it's like, is you, it's, it's more than way more than just the brand, you know? It it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, So we have a few minutes left. Let's jump over to number three and your third key takeaway from making the, the switch from a shipper to a freight broker. Sure. So this one is a little bit, uh, a little bit broad, but basically, um, I have me, me being coming from the food manufacturing realm. Um, I think we talked about this is I, I was very accustomed to LTL temperature controlled being reefer trailers and then, uh, in dry vans. So outside of that, um, you know, meeting, um, you know, working with Candor Expedite, I was a little bit um, in sync with, you know, the value that came behind utilizing smaller types of equipment with when you had shipments that couldn't go um, LTL. But um, really, really coming onto the broker side, you have really any mode of transportation that you can think of as far as taking um, a civilian car and putting a micro sample or some sort of any small shipment, small package type shipment, you have parcel, um, you have flatbed, Conestoga, um, dry edge. Um, I, there's so, so many different modes of, of transportation that, uh, that was really overwhelming. And it, it also goes back to what, what am, what am I selling to my customer? Um, and, and how can I put, put value behind it? So I think, um, what, what you got to be careful with the number of options you have, because you can either take it and you can think outside of the box. Um, and then so that you can help your customer when they're in a bind troubleshoot, find them the most cost-effective solution. Um, just because, just because we're really good at shipping hot shots, that being cargo vans and straight trucks, doesn't mean that, you know, for customer A and B that we're going to be able to service them the way they, the way they're looking, you know, they might just be looking at cost and you have, yes, you can, you can get it from point A to point B with a sprinter van um, with, with a sprinter van on the dates that they need. But then you also, 
if there's a little bit of leeway in there, you have LTL guaranteed, you have air freight, which I, I mean, I've, as a shipper, when I think air, when I thought air freight as a shipper, I thought four to five to six grand, no matter what, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, where it's going. Um, And I found that there's air freight, air freight, there's, there's tons of, tons of air freight opportunities to the point where you're even utilizing it to cut costs. So you have to think about those options when you're um, approaching your customers and then also to evaluate your competition. Cause like I said, there's so much competition in, the, in this industry that, um, um, that, that you have to take that into consideration as well. So, yeah. So a lot of that boils down to, to creativity, providing solutions, uh, yes. as we always say, thinking outside the box. Uh, so, so part of that is experience, right? I mean, a, a lot of that is experience that the first time you do anything, you're not going to be very good at it. And then you get better and better over time. You find those solutions more and more over time and it becomes easier and easier and easier. Uh, you know, how does your, your past experience being a shipper equate and give you the experience to think outside the box? Uh, is it kind of because, you know, kind of their thought process and, and kind of what their, their concern, not their concerns, but really their, their responsibilities are and kind of their priorities. I, I think that's the word I'm really looking for is that their priorities in, in certain special situations, it's not going to be price. Mm-hmm. It's going to maybe they're their customer or their customer's customer. Um, can you, can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you have, as a, as a broker, like we talked about, you have you have really access to any type of equipment that that you want. Generally speaking, you know, not not everything, but you you have you have means of all these modes of, of transportation. And it's like as a, as a shipper, as a shipper again, like you, I, I I knew LTL temperature controlled and and drive in. So it's like I I didn't even know that a cargo van was an option. Um, and then I started util, utilizing cargo vans, and I'm like, man. I'm saving tons of money by for my one or two pallet hot shots, which when you're when you're manufacturing twenty four seven, and you have a thousand SKUs that you're trying to keep keep tabs on, and it's it's your your I at least was in my experience was was expediting often. So it's like to be able to have that that uh, service piece, and then be able to actually get a cheaper rate to ship a couple of pallet to hot shot a couple of pallets and have them deliver in the middle of the night is um is very very valuable plus it's it's something that me as a shipper like i i i did it i didn't find out about that that sort of option until until candor until candor and uh and a couple other companies late, later in my career as a shipper mm-hmm. um came along so i think on the broker side you see you have all this access to equipment but on the shipper side it's um a lot of times or at least in my experiment experience was very um, one dimensional, one dimensional in my thought process. So, um, a, you know, a, it's, it's taught me to, it's, it's helped me to really be able to sell to, um, individuals, um, that are in the shipping that are ship true shippers and also specifically in the manufacturing industry, just cause I know how hectic their days are, um, and know that, you know, something, you know, so, like something that, I take, I take for granted, or I think that my team doesn't realize how valuable the service that we um, provide truly is for, for a shipper. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I've been there. I understand the, the flustered, flustered customer um, trying to hit deadlines. And really sometimes you just need to call somebody and say, Hey, 
candor. This is I, I have to have this deliver um, by X date, X time. I, I can't worry about it. I need you to send me updates and uh, and take care of it because I have I have all these other objectives behind the scenes. Um, so that's where an expediter is really, really valuable is um, taking taking control of tra- all the things, you know, you set up the load, but also you, you need to track, you need tracking. And then I have to, as the shipper, report to my plant manager, my supply chain manager, um, the R&D person who's heading the project, whose materials um, we're expediting in to support a trial for um, an A-level customer. So when you can hit um, when you can hit on those points to a customer, it's, it's, it's really, really valuable. And the fact that they, um, under, understand that you truly do have that experience and also that you, you know, you know what they're going through on a daily basis. So hopefully yeah, that answered uh, the question. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it did. It, it certainly did. You have to have those insights and, and kind of be inside their head or, or know their playbook. Um, and, and it makes yeah, sales, it, it makes sales a lot easier when you know, when you've been in, you know, the, the whole story or the, 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 the old, the old tale of you don't know anyone until you walked a mile in their shoes. Uh, being in their position mm-hmm. for 10 years gives you a, a great deal of insights. And I, I found that whenever I was out marketing and selling uh carrier as well, you know, selling two freight brokers from being a freight broker, it gave me uh it gave me great insights on their buying decision and kind of their, their 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 psychology. What was important? What was important numbers wise? What was important reputation wise? And it helps quite a bit. I mean, if you ever get the chance to to sell to the people that you used to do the job of, uh, it makes it it gives you quite quite the experience actually. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for for sharing that, uh, Tyler. Uh, those three key key takeaways. Can you uh, really quickly um, kind of uh, you know run down those three once more for our, our, our listeners? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, in uh, to summarize is how competitive the industry is. Um, you know, obviously, you hear a lot about um, it. For you know, you hear a lot about um, finding your niche um, and then building relationships. So that, that truly is, you, you hear that, you know, I hear it with, with folks on your show is find your niche, build relationships, be honest and upfront with people and, and you'll be successful as long as you put the work into it. So, um, number two, two, um, their perception of the shipper to broker and, uh, and vice versa. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that there's a little bit of, you know, disconnect between, the shipper and the broker and what their responsibilities are and, and, and also, you know, what falls within their job description. So um, again, what's, what that's really taught me is, is to be empathetic towards, towards both and towards anybody in general. And and, uh, with that said, so um, there's always, always something going on behind the scenes. There's always more to um, what you're seeing um, from a shipper or from a broker as far as what their responsibilities are. Um, so it's, it's really understanding um, and taking the time to, to understand um, a person and, and who you're working with and who your clients are. Um, and ultimately, you're, you know, our job is to make their job easier. Um, so that is, you know, that's my number two takeaway. Uh, number three, your options as a shipper are unlimited. You know, I think my biggest takeaway from, from that is that you have all these modes of transportation and you can either use them to your advantage or disadvantage. Your disadvantage being 
if you try to sell too many modes of, of, uh, of transportation or you try to overextend yourself to your clients, then uh, you can really get in, yourself into trouble with stuff that you're areas that you're not familiar with. It's like you can you I, I can run an intermodal shipment and I might get away with it one or two times, but or flatbed. But I really have I really don't have the experience with flatbed intermodal. So um, if if I if I do sell that to a customer because they want a cheap option or um, they need a flatbed, then I'm going to be upfront with them and say, hey. I don't have the experience behind uh, these types of equipment, um, so I, I will do my do my best to to make it to make it work for you. But uh, you know, for the most part, is being being honest, being honest, and saying, you know, this is is most of the time th- this isn't part of this isn't part part of my niche. So, but then you can also use the types of equipment that you have access to to your advantage. To where once you start seeing other people in the industry and how they're utilizing it, then you can come up with solutions and say, you know, air freight might be a better mode of transportation. You need to deliver it on X date um, and you're trying to save cost or even on the rail in, the, in that matter. So if it's something that doesn't have to, isn't a true hotshot, um, but you're, it's one of your preferred customers and they like the service that you provide, then you can start, start dabbling with other forms of communication or at least getting yourself familiar um, enough with them that you feel comfortable selling them. So those are kind of my, those, I guess, uh, are my, in a, in a nutshell, are my, my three takeaways um, from, from changing over from the shipper to broker. Perfect. Thank you very much for, for sharing that, Tyler. I think our, our audience, our, our listeners will, will get a, a immense amount of value from hearing those perspectives from the, the shipper's point of view and someone who crossed the fence and, and started brokering freight. Um, you know, having those insights is, is very valuable and it helps on, on sales calls. Uh, if, if anyone out there wants to, to learn more uh, and, and reach out and, and ask you a question, Tyler, how do they get in ta- contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our website, they can look us up at www.candorexp.com. That's spelled C-A-N-D-O-R-E-X-P.com. Um, and then obviously, if, if anybody is interested in utilizing our services, finding out uh, or want some more information about our services, you can reach out to me direct at twired at candorexp.com. And that is spelled T-W-I-A-R-D at candorexp.com. Um, so, yeah. And then also, I mean, obviously, you can you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, send me a message as well. So, And that spelling of your last name again? Can you give it that is out? It's W I. It's W I A R D. It's spelled like wizard without the Z. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so yeah, so I encourage everybody to, to reach out Tyler, uh, get his comments, get his insights on 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 the shipper's perspective, uh, and you know, and network because you are only as good as your network, as they say. So something sure. I believe in, and and try to grow. And so does Tyler here. Uh, but but thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, you can download uh, this on FreightCast or put that coffee down uh, anywhere where you download podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and, you know, leave us a rating and also a review. That'd be great. But until next time, uh, get out there and start making that margin. No, you don't. Here I come. No, you don't.